0: you. I love that you're not really sitting down. All of you know me by now. You're like, she's going to make us stand up. So you're right. I am. And uh, I'm so thankful to be here. It is home away from home. And, um, you know, even just the fact that I'm here on this particular Sunday, again, is just God that orchestrated the circumstances. It wasn't a plan that we had. It was just an availability that came up. And I was like, I think I need to let Jair and Jen know that I could actually probably come over the weekend and I think it was divinely set up by God. I was with the women on Friday night and God spoke in that setting and I have a word on my heart this morning for this house. I know you're in a series about how to in 2022 and I want to add my voice, God's voice that I think he's given me to speak today into that. So I want us to be open. Like Jay just said a moment ago, I want our hearts to be open. I don't want us to miss what it is that God wants to speak. Today, something can change in your life. Something can shift in your thinking. A breakthrough can happen today if you allow God to do that in you. And so God, we stand in your presence and we are just amazed. Your goodness to us. Even in the hard times, God, when it's so easy to forget how good you are, God, your goodness and your kindness and your mercy and your faithfulness, it never wavers. We find ourselves at the beginning of another year. And God, we have no idea the circumstances that may visit us or the situations we may have to face. But God, we stand here with confidence today because what we do know, what we are certain of, what we are assured of is that God, you are with us and you never forsake us. And God, your plan is to prosper us, not to harm us. And so at the beginning of the year, we can stand in confidence because we know whose we are so God we open your word again this year with just a heart to learn teach us God speak to us God help us Lord more of you and less of us in 2022 I pray thank you for this house God now God let me get out of the way so you can have your way in Jesus name amen and amen you may take your seats So I have a word on my heart for you today and it's a message that I just recently kind of found God put in me and then now pass through me. And I have to tell you, and you won't be surprised by this, but I'm giving you a warning. I'm giving you a trailer before it begins that this will challenge you today. This is not going to be a cozy message. This is going to be a challenging message. And I think it's good at the beginning of the year to let God challenge us so that at the end of the year, we don't look back and go, that year looked just like the year before. That there's something in this year in you of growth and of change. And I want to help you get to what God has for you individually, but also corporately as a house. That God, I believe, is saying over this house, over your lives that are attached to this house, that there's a shift this year for you, that there is an opportunity ahead of you, that there is something that God has for you, but in order to attain it in 2022, there's going to have to be a change in the routine. There's going to have to be a change in maybe what you have been good at thus far. And the best way that I can say this to you is the how-to I want to speak about is how to climb in 2022. I think this is a year for us to get our climbing boots on. I think this is a year for us to go higher. I think this is a year for us to learn new skills and therefore today in the time I have with you I want to help put some language around that that I think that you are going to refer to over the next 12 months because God at the beginning of the year in January sent your English friend to say some stuff to you so that you wouldn't complain in the summer or in the fall about what God is asking from you. He's like letting you know up front, here's the opportunity I have for you, here's the how-to of what's gonna take to get there. Are you willing to go where it is that God is calling? I um, try and keep myself fit. In fact, I had a little bit of a, of a, of a shock moment yesterday. I was talking with Jen and we were discussing, uh, and then she actually informed me of my age. And I thought I was a year younger than I was. This happens to me all the time. All my friends feel they're sent by God to remind me of my age. I don't know what that's about. I clearly need new friends. And so, and so she reminded me, which then made me realize, oh my gosh, next year I will be 50. And that's shocking all by itself i know right i'm like oh my gosh so so i need therapy from that information because i thought i had a couple more years but anyway clearly i don't but i try and stay healthy because i'm getting older right and so i um i exercise regularly and i walk and and often i run and i do about six seven miles every day and i run and i have a treadmill Okay, so I have my treadmill and I know how to build my stamina. I, over the years, have built my stamina. I can just go six miles and I can run and not stop. And like, it took me a while to get there, but I can do it now. And I like, it's easy for me now. And so, so I have my treadmill. I know how to work out. But my treadmill has a button on it that I have never used. And I don't have any intention of using. In fact, I don't even know why they put the button on my treadmill. Because it just seems to me offensive that it would even be there suggesting that I would press it. And the button on my treadmill that I don't like is the button that says incline. I'm like, nobody ain't got no time for that. Like, why why would I try and go up a hill, an imaginary hill? Nobody needs to be doing that. That's way too much work. I am good on the flat. I got this thing down. I can run on the flat. I can walk fast on the flat. I don't want to go up any higher. And at the beginning of this year, I felt God speak into my spirit that though I had built stamina, though I have energy, though I can go the distance, there is a level beyond where I am comfortable, but it will create a problem for me because I'm going to have to choose whether I hit the incline in 2022 or not. And I'm here to let you know that God has an incline button for your marriage and your business, for your finances, for your faith, for this church, for the journey that you are on. But he's not going to force you into it. He's going to show you it. He's going to say, this is what you can have. And then he's going to ask you to choose whether you want to, in 2022, go higher with God. I think a lot of us... Because of the years we've just been through, the pandemic and everything we've faced, I think the enemy has had a little subplot going on. And the subplot that's been going on is the enemy has given us all altitude sickness. We've all got so used to living at a lower level. We've lowered our expectation. We've lowered our faith. We've lowered our giving. We've lowered our attendance. We've lowered our commitment to the house of God. We lowered everything because the last couple of years kind of made us all go into that place of, well, you know, I'm not sure what's going to happen and things are so uncertain. So I'm going to hold back where before I stepped in, I'm going to stay at home because I'm not really sure. And the fear has got on us and we have an altitude sickness. We don't want to go any higher. We don't want to go any further because the enemy has given us a fear of heights. And we have to understand that you're not created to live at the same level, that you're actually called higher. It tells us in Isaiah that his ways are higher, that the way he thinks is higher. And so God's saying, listen, if you want a clue of where I am, it's higher, it's not lower. So if you're living your life down here lower, and then you're wondering why you're not hearing God or feeling God, then you need to know the Bible doesn't say that my ways are higher, so I'll bring my ways lower. It doesn't say that. He says, my ways are higher, and then it lets you know, so guess what you need to do if you want my ways? Guess what you need to do if you want to think like I think? Guess what you need to do if you want to become all that I say you can become? Now, God will come down into the valley, and he will comfort you, and he will guide you, but he's not bringing his ways down lower to fit the mindset of people in the valley. God's not bringing his standards down lower, because we as a society have changed ourselves. Standards. God's like, they're set. It's kind of like when people come to our home, or maybe you've had this scenario in your home when people are coming over and you're excited that they're coming to your home, but they have like little people, right? They have like toddlers, right? And so, right before they come, how many of you know you send the signal out to everyone in the house everything of value, lift it higher, right? You're like, my vase is going higher. My candlesticks are going higher. Because you know that people are coming into your home who do not understand the difference between their rattle and your vase, right? So you're not trying to stop them from having fun, but you realize they don't understand the value of what they potentially could be holding. So in order to protect them and your stuff, you move it higher. I found something out about God. He puts stuff higher. He like he's like, You're not mature enough yet to handle this. I know you're asking for it, but guess what? I'm not gonna bring that opportunity lower. I'm gonna wait for you to come higher. Because in order for you to handle this in a way that is actually good for you and good for the things of God, you have to actually increase, you have to grow, you have to actually lift your level of thinking and speaking and acting, you have to mature and then when you hold it, when you get to be a part of it, you will treat it with the value that is upon it rather than where you're at right now where you don't understand the difference between those things that I need you to understand the difference about. God's a good father. He puts things higher on purpose. And some of you have been praying for many years for certain things. You're like, God, I just need that million dollars right now. And God's like, no, you do not until you learn how to spend $10. God, I need that that woman in my world right now. And God's like, no, you need to stop being an idiot right now. And then maybe you can handle a relationship that is higher. So this year, maybe you need to stop praying about some stuff and start hitting the incline and changing your ways and coming higher so that God can go, now you can have access to these things that now you are ready to handle. And so God wants us to go higher. And so I wanna take us to a story in the Bible where there was an altitude shift, where there was a call higher. And it's a story in the Bible that's one of the hardest stories, I think, often, for us as believers to kind of go, what was going on? Like it's one of those stories where you're like, God, this is a really difficult story. If I was to share this story with someone, how would I explain why you would do that, God? Like it seems like you're unkind in this story. And the story is the story found right there in Genesis 22. It's the story of when God asks Abraham basically to sacrifice his son. You're like, God, what was going on? It seems like such a cruel thing to ask of someone. Seems such a hard thing to ask of someone. But this was God's way of bringing Abraham on the journey. And this will be God's way of bringing you on the journey of understanding his ways are higher, for it makes no sense down here what God was asking. But it's going to make perfect sense up here what God is asking. And some of us are asking for so much explanation about what he's going on and God's like I cannot bring the explanation down to you but I can invite you higher where no explanation will be necessary when you see what I see about you and so Abraham is gonna go on a journey and there's three stages in this how-to of the climb he's about to do there's three stages that I want to give you today for I believe that these three stages are in the future of all of you in the year ahead stage one is elevation Stage two is preparation. And stage three is revelation. Let me start with elevation. In Genesis 22, we read the story and... Let's begin in verse one. It says, sometime later, God tested Abraham. Let me stop right there. I love the Bible. I love to stop after a couple of words and just make sure I didn't miss anything. And I love that it says the word tested because we don't like to be tested. And I sometimes think that we get stuck when we feel we're being tested because we get annoyed with God for testing us. But I want even today to lift your thinking, hit the incline on your thinking about seasons when you feel tested because the reason why we get tested is so that we can actually graduate into the next level in other words when you sit in a test in school is so you can graduate to the next level of school when you go for an eye test is so you can get better eyesight when you go for a hearing test is so they can help improve your hearing when you go for a driving test is so you can have freedom and drive a vehicle so God if he is testing you thinks that you've learned something that now there's a graduation moment in and so let's take the test so i can graduate you so so some of you this year if you feel it's already testing should be asking yourself god what am i graduating it's a good thing if god is testing you it's a good thing because he's ready to graduate you so abraham that's a message all by itself you're welcome abraham god tested abraham and he said to abraham He said, Abraham, rather. He said, Abraham, he shouts his name. Here I am, he replied. Let me stop there again. Because because if we're going to have elevation, okay, it always begins with location. God's like, Abraham. And Abraham's like, here I am. It's kind of like when you're in class at school, right? And you go to class, and I don't know if they do this over here, but in England, you sit in class, and the teacher will begin to call out a register. And they begin to call out names. And when they call out the name, you have to respond when your name is called to let them know, I'm here, I'm present, I'm, I'm available for the lesson, I showed up. And guess what? If you're in class and they call your friend's name out, you can't answer for your friend because that's saying someone's in the room that's not actually in the room and this year if you want elevation is gonna begin with location and God's gonna say your name in the register of life and he's gonna call your name and your response must be, here I am. Now, if your here I am is hiding under a duvet at home because you've got fear of heights in the last couple of years and you dare come back to the house of God, then be honest and say, here I am, God. I know I'm not where I was last year. I know I'm dealing with some stuff right now. God already knows where you are. He's not asking for his information. He's asking for you to actually be honest with your location. So at the beginning of the year, you've got to answer God when he calls your name. Say, here I am. Here I am. I'm fearful. Or here I am. I'm in sin. Or here I am. I've got questions. Or here I am. Ready to go. I don't know what your location is, but God needs you to answer when he calls and stop letting other people answer for you. Stop having other people say you're in the church if you know you've left the church. (laughs) Because God can't help you in your fake location. He can only help you in your real location. So God's taking a register. Abraham, here I am, he replied. And now he has his location. Now can come the instruction. Then God said, take your son, your only son. Whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moira, sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain, I will show you. Elevation. A couple of things I want you to understand about when God's asking us to incline. The first thing that I want to say about that that I just read you is it seems strange, almost like God's made a mistake. Because God just said, hey Abraham, take your son your only son up the mountain well if you read your bible like i read my bible clearly god has forgotten that this is not his only son abraham didn't just have one son we already know about ishmael and we already know about the other son that he had so so god did you forget that there's more than one son like god are you confused and I want you to know, when God begins to speak to you about the elevation of your life, he's very specific. He's very specific. God's not going to confuse you. God's not going to leave it so wide that you have no idea. Like, he's very specific. We just don't often listen to the specifics because we don't like the specifics, right? So God is letting him you know, take Your only son. Now, if you do a a little bit of a dig around that word, the root of that word only in this scripture here is actually the word unique. And what God's saying is, take the unique son, the one that is the promised son, the one that I actually said was going to be the son that I was going to use to do something through. Don't take the other stuff. I want that stuff. In other words, God is asking him To give back what God entrusted to him. Because when God asks you about the thing He promised to you, guess what? God's promises have insurance. There's an insurance policy on this son that's different than what's on the other son because this son is one that I gave you for a bigger purpose beyond you and so I'm involved in this scenario different than I'm involved in that scenario and that's why when God asks us certain things in scripture that he attaches a promise to, he's letting you know, listen, this has insurance. In other words, your tithe is not your money. God's like, give me the unique part of your income, the first 10%, because that actually doesn't belong to you, it belongs to me. And actually that 10% has an insurance policy attached to it so give me the unique part of your income so that I can give you the insurance policy that I promised before you even were aware that I would promised it. God's like, that has a promise. It has insurance. And when we do it God's way, God's able to do what he said he would do. And so he's like, give me that son, the unique son, the promised one, the one with the insurance policy on. And then it says that God says, and then I want you to go, take that promise and I'm going to ask you to sacrifice that promise and then and then here's the line. And I will show you the mountain. Can I let you know that many of us are climbing the wrong mountain? And when we choose the mountain, usually the mountain is about accumulation. But when God chooses the mountain, The mountain is always about sacrifice. And it's important that you understand that the year ahead, God wants to show you the mountain. He wants to show you the mountain because he knows what he's trying to do through you. And the mountain, the elevation, is to do with a particular revelation. So if you pick the wrong mountain, you will not see what God is trying to get you to see. And the reason why it's important that God shows us the mountain is because because the mountain, the elevation, determines the second thing, which is our preparation. There's a lot of mountains that you can climb. I could go up one of the rocky mountains or the smoky mountains. And if I was to go on a little trip up those mountains, I would pack differently than if I was going up Everest. Hello? Hello? if I'm going for a nice little walk up the mountain with the nice view and the nice weather, I'm packing my picnic, I'm taking my friends, we're gonna go hang out, because this mountain I know is, is a place where we can sit and enjoy the view. And, but if I'm climbing Everest, I ain't taking a picnic, I'm taking an ice pick. I'm packing entirely differently, because, because the mountain, the elevation, informs my preparation. And so some of us have got stuck in previous years of our life and seasons of our life because we packed wrong for the journey God had for us. But that's because we were trying to tell God which mountain we wanted to go. I want the mountain called success. I want the mountain called increase. I want the mountain called, you know, I don't know what it is, marriage or relate. I want this God. And we're saying, God, that's the mountain for me this year. And just want to let you know, if you've done that, I'm so sorry to inform you. You probably have to go back to the drawing board. And say, God, I, I, I picked the mountain this year, but God, I'd rather you choose it. What is the mountain this year? What, what does the mountain involve? What is it going to cost me to lay something down so I can get to the heights that you're calling from me? Because something will have to be laid down to get where God wants to take you in the year ahead. So God chose the elevation. He said, I want the unique sun. And then he said and I'll show you the mountain. And so now it was time for Abraham to respond because after knowing what the elevation is now we all get busy with the preparation. And so he says early the next morning I love that he tells us that there was no delay. Like literally God just told him something that was shocking. I mean, like, like he just told him you're going to take your son, sacrifice your son at the top of a mountain, and he doesn't get on Facebook and tell everybody. He's not calling his friends to have a discussion about it. And that's the problem. So many of you have never got to the top of a mountain because you're still at the bottom of the mountain discussing it with all the wrong people should i tithe should i get involved should i serve should i go on growth track it's like listen if god showed you the mountain he showed you the mountain so you need to go do the work to be prepared to climb the mountain and and, and maybe not everybody saw the same mountain as you so they're not going to advise you in a way it's going to help you get up it they're going to keep you at base camp for too long and you're going to miss what god had for you so you've got to do the preparation. So it says early the next morning, Abraham got up, loaded his donkey, took with him two of his servants, his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out to the place that God had told him about. This blows my mind because it just shows such a heart that is ready to incline. Every single piece of wood that he was chopping was a piece of wood that he knew in his mind, this is what I'm gonna lay my son on. This is where there's gonna be a sacrifice take place, but he still chopped the wood. He still carried on doing the preparation for the elevation. I'm not sure I would have prepared the same way. We do not read in the story (laughs) that Abraham put a little wood in his backpack and also sneaked a ram in the other side of his backpack. because you know God what if you don't come through so I'll just bring a backup plan in case when I get to the top you don't do what I want you to do we don't read about him packing a ram in case God didn't come through we read that he chopped the wood and that's all he chopped because your preparation actually reveals to me your expectation So don't tell me you're prepared for God to move in the way that you say you're prepared to God to move if back here you're packing something that tells me you're you're packing as if God might not move. Don't tell me that God, you're going to do this sacrifice because you know God's your source if back here you've got a little backup plan in case he's not your source. God's showing you the mountains so that you get the right preparation so you can handle the elevation. Because here's the thing you don't have the time or space in your life when you're going up an incline for extra baggage that you should not be carrying. So, Abraham even says, I'm taking two servants, I'm not taking ten not taking 15, I'm taking two servants and I'm taking the wood and I'm taking Isaac because he was doing the preparation. He was preparing what he would carry. He was also preparing who would be the company. And Abraham gets to a point actually on the journey and he's walking and he's preparing to go up the incline and he gets thus far and then the Bible tells us he turns around and says to the two servants, that's as far as you come. Because Abraham knew, what I'm about to have to go and do, you're not prepared for. Because God didn't show you that part of the mountain. And if I take you thus far with me, you're going to try and talk me out of the obedience that's taken me up until this point to get ready in my own heart. And by the way, just in case you didn't know, Isaac was not a toddler. He was not some little boy that that God said, take up the mountain and lay him down like like as if the the boy would have no idea what was going on. Bible commentaries and and historians say that he was probably in his early 20s. So when the Bible says that, that Abraham put on the back of Isaac the wood, you can understand that you couldn't do that to a toddler. He was clearly a boy, a young man that could carry the weight of the wood. So now he's chosen what he's carrying, but now he's chosen the company. Now he's saying to the two servants, you stay here because we got to go there. But he's also prepared for the conversation. Because now there's a conversation that's going to be awkward. But Abraham has prepared himself for the conversation. And so when Isaac, who can speak because he's a young man, and realizes what is going on, says, Dad, where is the ram? What is going on? Abraham is able to answer him because he prepared back here for a conversation over here that he knew would be difficult, but he had to be ready to have it because this conversation is going to make sure we get where we're supposed to go. And this is the place in the Bible where the word worship is used for the very first time. He's like, we're going to go worship. So for all of us that thought that worship was having a top-selling record, or, you know, jumping around like, you know, a cool person or not a cool person, depending how you jump, for all of us that thought worship was about, you know, singing this song by this band or this or having a favorite worship artist can i let you know worship is about killing something that you really love (laughs) i think we won't let there'll be less people want to be worship leaders if we actually had the real definition about what it is to lead some worship And so the elevation is determining his preparation and he's prepared for the hard conversation. He's prepared to leave some people behind. He's prepared to carry the wood, which he knows is where he's going to have to lay his son. And I want you to know that if you're going to climb this year, you have to now start preparing for the elevation you feel that God is calling you into. Can't get prepared halfway up the mountain. You have to get prepared down, You have to be ready for the altitude shift. You know, the air's different up a mountain I was recently in Switzerland and I really wanted to go up the mountain and I was faced with this problem of I wanted to see what was at the top but I don't like inclines so I had a choice I either do the work and get up the top so I can see what everyone else is seeing or I stay at the bottom and wait for people to come back down and tell me what they saw some of you are living your spiritual journey through Instagram shots of other people's experiences God's, I don't need you to look through the lens to see someone else's revelation. I'll take you there, but you're going to have to prepare. And so his preparation gets him up the mountain. And when he gets up the mountain, to the top of the mountain, because preparation often, I have to let you know, is often about actually... Not gaining more, but actually losing more. The Bible tells us that actually the greatest elevation comes when there is less of you and more of him. It's not what you want, it's what he requires. It's not about your dream, it's about his word. Mountains are not about accumulation, they're about consecration. So as he gets to the elevation, because he's done the preparation, something happens that's a little bit like deja vu. For as he gets ready to sacrifice what God asked him to be prepared to sacrifice, as he lifts the knife, as he's in that place of obedience, there comes the same conversation that happened at the bottom of the mountain. And God says, Abraham. And Abraham says the same words, here I am note from when God told him something really hard until he was all the way through to doing the hard thing God said nothing (laughs) I would have loved a conversation halfway up this mountain to check you're still with me God to check you're going to actually show up God but God says Abraham he says here I am God gives him the elevation and now because he's been obedient and he's gone on the journey and he's gone up the elevation, now that he's gone up the mountain, now he's left the wrong conversation behind and the wrong company about, behind and now that he's at the elevation that God told him down there, now God speaks again. Abraham, here I am. But wait a minute. You're not where you were the first time you answered this question. Your here I am now is different than the here I am earlier For the here I am before was at the bottom of the mountain, but the here I am now is at the top of the mountain. And now because your here I am has changed, I'm going to show you something that I could not show you at the bottom. And in that moment, God begins to show there is a ram in the thicket. There is a provision that I have sent for you. And in that moment, there is a revelation because elevation with preparation always leads to revelation. And it's the first time in the Word of God that we hear this name of God. And Abraham names the mountain, and he names the mountain Jehovah Jireh. Because at the top of the mountain, he has a revelation that he did not have at the bottom, which is God is my provider. And until you've left some stuff behind, you truly don't get the revelation of how much God is your provider. and he stands on the top of the mountain and he utters these words that he had not planned to say and he names the mountain in the revelation that the mountain has represented to him. And I'm telling you church, this year, God wants to show you a mountain. He wants you to do the preparation for the elevation and the story will be at the top of the mountain. You're gonna name some stuff and see some stuff and have a revelation about some stuff that will change the game forever. And I don't know what mountain God wants to show you, but I know there is one. And so God is asking, he's calling your name and you have to decide how you respond when he calls your name. Do you stay down here or do you say, here I am, God. Here I am. God, show me the mountain because I want the revelation. And the revelation was, Jaira, you are enough. So I want us to stand to our feet all across the room. And if you're at home, online, I want to challenge you to do the same. You might say, well, you don't know if I'm standing or not. No, I don't, but God does. Sometimes you just forget that God knows exactly where you are. This is your here I am moment. So you're going to have to get up with your PJs on, put your coffee down and say, you know what, here I am, God. I'm at the bottom of this mountain. I've got altitude sickness over the last couple of years. But God, I know there is an incline for my future. I want us to close our eyes in this moment. I want to ask, firstly, this question you're here today and you would say man at the beginning of this year I don't know God in the way that you're talking about but I know that he's calling me to know him I've never made him Lord and Savior I'm in charge of my life he's not really in charge of my life and at the beginning of this year you need to make the switch and you need to be prepared to lay down your life and pick up the life that Christ has for you you need to be prepared to do the work so that some stuff has to die so that you can actually truly live and if today you say, I need Christ back in my life, I need him central to my life, or for the first time I need him, right now in this moment, I want you to literally lift your hand. Or if you're home watching online, just put your hand on your heart. You're saying, I'm beginning this year with a declaration. That I want Christ to be first in my life. I want to put him where he should be every hand that's raised here in the room and those online just I'm going to pray this prayer over you in this moment and when I've prayed it I want you to say amen because you're making it your prayer God we thank you in this moment that you are here and God right now I give you my life and God I lay down the things that I've held on and today I choose to call you Lord and Savior you today are going to be the king of my life you today are going to be my father I choose today to follow you for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen and amen. Time's gone.